Thanks for being here with me. This is Dale Johnson on KFOR FM 103.3, 1240 AM. Time for Lincoln Live. What did you think of this past weekend? Wasn't it a delight? Unexpected. Here we are about uh, 40-ish days away from the first day of winter. We're going to talk winter weather today with Brett Albright. He's a meteorologist with the National Weather Service. Brett and the other uh, experienced minds at the National Weather Service have been giving some pre-winter seminars, so we thought we would tap into that knowledge for Lincoln Live. Brett, first of all, thanks a lot for being part of Lincoln Live today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dale. It's great to be with you guys. All right. uh, Let's look ahead. This seminar includes more than just terminology, such as the difference between a winter storm warning and a blizzard warning, and we might get into that through this conversation. But what's the outlook coming from the National Weather Service for our coming winter? Yeah, so the NOAA NOAA officially put out their, their winter outlook at the end of October, um, and for us here in Nebraska, um, that, that specific outlook talks about a number of things. So it kind of goes into the, the precip and, and temperatures that we kind of expect through the winter. Um, given that we're in a La Nina again um, this winter, just like we were last winter, kind of a, a double dip situation there um, for La Nina's, um, the outlook largely favors um, like drier and warmer conditions across the southern tier of the U.S., um, and then wetter and cooler in the Pacific Northwest. And, and that leaves us in a uh, position here in Nebraska, um, and really for, for a lot of the Midwest, where we're kind of in this kind of gray zone in, in the official forecast there. Um, there are some details you can kind of pull out if you dig in, uh, particularly as it relates to sort of temperature trends that we typical, typically see um, during La Nina winters. Um, as well as snowfall, um, being that on average those winters tend to start off warmer and trend towards cooler um, as we get in towards February. And, and that sounds pretty typical, right? For, for winter, it gets cooler as it progresses. But in terms of we're, we're looking at departures from normal there. So in general, we, we see kind of an interesting trend of, of kind of about average for, for December's. And then as we get into January, we're actually a little bit above average. And then we get into cooler than average um, by February. Um, and with that, there's also um, an interesting trend in snowfall in that uh, we typically see around, you know, most of our snowfall coming towards the latter part of the winter. Um, no, no guarantee that holds, um, but uh, with those cooler temperatures, it kind of helps increase snow amounts a little bit. And so we tend to see snow amounts um, rise a bit as we get into the latter part of January, start of February. All right. All that being said, Brett. Yep. Can you be more specific? <laughs> are, are we going to be uh, drier and colder? Are we going to be wetter and warmer? Are we going to be wet and cool? Pick your pick your combinations of conditions, temperature wise and precipitation wise. But do we look like more snow, less snow? Let's start with that question. Yeah. So. Um, there, there's strong reasons why I'm not picking it down, um, being in that. Uh, Specifically speaking, um, we're in a zone where they're basically giving us equal chances right now. Um, so, so there's reasons why we kind of dig into when you can expect the snow as opposed to, um, you know, total amounts for the season. So if we look at, for instance, last, last winter, which was a La Nina winter, it was pretty anomalous. Uh, we could have, you know, gone with and got, okay, we said average, average snowfall, say, for the winter. 
Um, but we actually ended up um, in the Omaha and Lincoln area um, close to 20 inches above. Um, and that's not super typical for, for La Nina winters. Um, they do, like this one being a, a weaker La Nina winter, um, if you do look at it, there's, there's definitely a trend in there for, for just barely above normal snowfall. So for us, that would, you know, maybe say if we just take the average as a whole, that would put us somewhere around um, just shy of like 30 inches of snow for the season. Um, but that's that's a very it's a it's a lower confidence forecast when you just pick a number like that because um, they're they're highly variable for sure. Um, if I'm looking at temperatures, I, I'm definitely looking towards that that February period. If, I, if I'm looking for stronger cold air outbreaks, um, we all remember the one that that happened last year, um, made it all the way down into Texas. Um, there there is a strong trend for that. So um, if if we're going to look for anything, I would look for that to be the coldest part of the winter. Um, and then, you know, maybe not, not as many cold air outbreaks as we start looking into January and, and December time frame. All right. So if I'm reading you correctly, February seems to be a month where we're going to get uh, colder weather and more snow. Not, not a guarantee, but... Right. Not a guarantee. That, yeah. If, if we're, if we're going to be betting folks and kind of go like, which month am I going to go okay. for? I, you're going to look for February. Yeah. Right, I'm not going to hold you to it. But, <laughs> no, you're good. You're but good. It, it, in my book, February is almost not winter. <laughs> uh, I, I get it, but if I'm going to have it, I, it, it, in my world, it's nice to be able to handle winter up until the last weeks of it. And I know we've had snow in March. Heaven's sakes, we've had snow in April. We've had snow at Easter for heaven's sakes. And yep. so I, I'm not ruling out anything, but based upon what you said and the way I interpret my winter time frame, February is late enough in the winter that, you know, I wouldn't mind maybe a little more snow manageable and temperatures colder manageable, as opposed to having winter start off with such a blast that it puts you back on your heels and you never recover. Yeah. And you know, I, I definitely feel you there, Dale. Yeah, <laughs> that's just me. About that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, being, I'm originally from Kansas, so being from down there, I'm used to a little bit shorter winters. So up here in Nebraska, you know, I'm, I'm definitely thinking about spring by the time February shows up. Um, so, so yeah, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't say that's out of the norm for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's it's kind of what we had the last few winters. Even 2019, if you think back, we had a lot of our snow actually ended up falling in February. Um, so we're certainly not out of the woods. It may be, you know, getting in there towards the last official-ish month or so of winter. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's still a month that can, can sneak up on you and let you know that you're not quite, not quite to spring just yet. People so. still haven't forgotten the 31-degree morning in February. You started off by mentioning La Nina winters. Can you describe what factors or what warrants the term La Nina winter? Yeah, yeah. So um, people hear quite a bit um, probably the terms. When we start talking specifically about winter seasons, La Nina, El Nino, um, and it's probably best to just kind of think of them in the simplest context you can, which they're basically just a warming of the water temperatures out in the eastern Pacific. So we're talking actually off the eastern coast of South America. And, you know, we, we get questions a lot like, you know, how does that affect us up here in the United States um, or in other parts of the globe? Um, 
But the Pacific is a really big ocean, um, and when we start talking about changing temperatures in an ocean that size, water holds a lot of heat. Um, it has impacts for atmospheric circulation, so jet streams, storm tracks, um, where precipitation falls, all across the globe. Um, and there are certain trends looking back. Um, we have data, really good data, really, on El Nino and, and La Nina trends going back all the way to the 1950s. Um, and some data going even further back beyond that, that that kind of show us what the anomalies are associated with just that. Now, there's other seasonal factors that affect it. I mean, it depends heavily as well on, you know, individual storm tracks and some other sort of ambiguous things like the Arctic Oscillation and North Atlantic Oscillation, these other kind of climate trends, but those just aren't predictable um, on seasonal scale. So months in advance, they're, they're more on like monthly or a couple weeks in advance. So we rely very heavily on the state of La Nina or El Nino in the, the Eastern Pacific for seasonal forecasts. Brett Albright joining me, meteorologist from the National Weather Service. Let's touch on two terms, actually one term, one term that I want to talk about, and that is a wind chill warning. That's for people. That's not for machinery. That's not for your house. That's not for the ground. That's a human being cold measurement, isn't it, Brett? It is, yeah. So wind chill is, is kind of the factor that you would feel or what the temperature feels like when you're outside. So mm-hmm. the actual temperature in, in many cases can be significantly warmer, but once you start creeping winds up 20, 30 miles an hour, it really pulls that heat away from your from your skin a lot more, more rapidly um, than it would if, the, if there was no wind outside. Um, and that does things like, you know, it decreases the amount of time that, you know, you can end up with frostbite or, or hypothermia. And it's going to be those days when we're particularly worried about those risks um, when we issue, like, wind chill warnings. In most cases, that's a day when you can, you know, expect if you're outside and you have exposed skin, you can start to see kind of the first signs of frostbite in, in as little as 15 minutes. All right. So in recapping, uh, here in Nebraska, to the best uh, educational guess of weather experts. December, now you jump in here, Brad, if I'm wrong. December, mm-hmm. about average for temperature, winter temperature. January, fair to say, would be typical, uh, similar to December. And then February hits, and it looks like we're going to be colder for the winter season. Yeah, that, that's kind of the general okay. trend that we've got going. Um, yeah, in terms of month to month, on a, on the whole, it kind of averages out to a winter that's going to be near average, probably. But uh, but yeah, those those are the trends that we've definitely seen in past winters, and really not not a lot of reason to go to go beyond that for this winter. All right, well, I'm good with an average December and a little bit warmer January, and then as far as snow is concerned. Uh, it looks like February is going to be the month where we may get the most. December being average, January maybe not so much, but then February rolls in and we get cold and we get some snow. So we'll see how it goes. Brett, thank yeah, you very I, much. Appreciate you taking yeah, no problem, some time. Appreciate you taking some time here. Brett Albright joining me, meteorologist from the National Weather Service. That's your winter, folks, on Lincoln Live.